Uh, we were very excited, and, and Buck was very, very excited to find out that we have two new mowing teams to add to the rotation. Um, but if you if you are able to help with the mowing schedule, um, I do have room for one more person. Ideally, we want two teams of three so that one person can ride the rider, one can push the push mower, and one can run the trimmer, and you'll be in and out and done in in a pretty decent amount of time. Um, yeah, hour and a half if you've got all three people. So, And, Jake, i got a slide for that, so I know CJ's on your lap, but I need your help. Um, so if you can help with the mowing team, please let me know, and that would be great. And then the, the last thing is the hospitality team. So the fo And so this is for all of us, not just LifeQuest people. Hospitality, um, the one with the welcome stuff on it, the green one. If you are able to help at that 10 o'clock slot, whether you're staying after to help from Crosspoint to help, we'll be coming in to start hospitality probably while you guys are in worship. But um, if, if there are people that can stay after and help serve coffee or refreshments or, or clean up, um, that would be a huge help. I know I have a few people who have already said that they wa they're willing to help on the hospitality team. And we can put together a rotation so it's not something that you're – having to do every single Sunday unless you really love doing it. All right? Does that make sense? Awesome. I think that's it for announcements. Jake, I don't have any other slides. Perfect. Let's shift our gears. Um, we do have a special this morning, but we're going to do it after communion before we dismiss the kids. Uh, for those of you from Crosspoint who have never met Mr. Puppet, you're in for a treat. Mr. Puppet has, is making his Sunday morning official debut. Well, he's been around for announcements in the past, but he's actually kids before you go upstairs to, uh, to kids ministry. Mr. Puppet's going to do his thing here for all of us because we don't really get to see Mr. Puppet. Um, and so he's, it's going to be awesome. Um, so whatever, whatever you guys need to do to prepare for Mr. Puppet, um, would try to get that done as quick as we transition to communion. Well, Will and, and Toby, Will and Toby help prepare for him. They're going to move. They're going to set up the stage, and then Mr. Puppet's going to show up, and oh, whoever Rodney is. Oh, Rodney, yeah, Mr. Man. They are. All right. Anyways, so we're going to have we're going to have fun this morning. So as we as we prepare for fun, um, this morning as as uh, we get our hearts ready for communion, um, it was interesting that the today's Pentecost Sunday, and it is the the that day that we celebrate. You know, Christmas is the day that we celebrate the birth of Jesus, and Easter is the day that we celebrate the uh the resurrection and and that the victory is won and on pentecost we celebrate the birth of the church that the spirit came and, and showed up in the upper room in a very powerful way that had never been seen before but it was it was alluded to in the old testament in multiple ways and so the the day of pentecost uh, we use the word Pentecost. It's the Greek word that, that means 50 days. And it was a, a feast that happened in the Jewish calendar. Um, and the Hebrew feast is actually called 
uh, Shavuot, and it was the feast of the early harvest. And it was one of those regular feasts. So when you read Acts chapter 2, on that day of Pentecost, there are all these people that were in Jerusalem, and they were there to celebrate Shavuot. And Shavuot is one of the holidays that the, the Jewish people get to eat. Um, so in kosher food restriction, you can never have dairy and meat at the same time, right? That's, that's not kosher. And uh, for some reason, God gave them a dispensation on Shavuot that they could have dairy and meat. And so it was a big deal. Like, it was a party. And, and currently now, when Jewish people celebrate Shavuot, the dessert, the specialty is cheesecake. And so more cheesecake gets sold uh, for this Sabbath uh, around the country and the world um, than on any other holiday weekend because that's how they celebrate Pentecost. Um, so this morning, uh, we don't have cheesecake, but go get cheesecake and celebrate the, the early harvest um, as we celebrate Passover, not Passover, Pentecost this morning. Paul writes this in 1 Corinthians chapter 11. And again, the Passover meal is just another way that they were taking something that they celebrated, the, the deliverance of Israel out of Egypt, and that Jesus, that Thursday before he was crucified, celebrated this meal with his disciples to remind them again to go go back and look ahead and reminded them. And, and so it says this, that Paul writes this. This is in, in the, the message a paraphrase. It says, let me go over with you again exactly what goes on in the Lord's Supper and why it is so centrally important. I received my instructions from the master himself and passed them on to you. The master, Jesus, on the night of his betrayal, took bread. Having given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, broken for you. Do this to remember me. After supper, he did the same thing with the cup. This cup is my blood, my new covenant with you. Each time you drink this cup, remember me. And what you must solemnly realize is that every time that you eat this bread and every time that you drink this cup, you reenact in your words and actions the death of the master. And you will be drawn back to this meal again and again until the master returns. So this morning as we come to the table, we look back and we say thank you for what you did for us, the price that you paid for us. And we look forward because someday soon, maybe today, we, maybe we don't make it to Cross Point next Sunday because he could return. And Lord, even so, come quickly. As we come to the table, just come with, a, with a, an expectancy and a, a celebration of, of excitement that God is still up to something in our lives. It's not something that's over now, that it just happened then, but he is present and he is here and he is in us and with us. Heavenly Father, we thank you for these elements of grace, for these symbols 
of your body and your blood, these cups of juice and these wafers of bread. Father, we ask that as we come to the table, that you would meet with us, that you would fill us, that you would heal us, that you would restore us. In Jesus' name. So again, at LifeQuest uh, Crosspoint, folks, uh, it may be new to you. We come forward to get our communion elements, and we have a table on either side, and um, they, we've got the baskets with the peel and sip um, communion elements. I said it right. I've been calling it peel and stick since coronavirus, and everyone yells at me. Peel and sip. So you have to peel off the top layer, and there's the, the communion bread element. Peel off the next layer, and you can get the juice that's underneath. All right? And then I would encourage you to, if you have your tithes and offerings, you can bring those here. If you have your Crosspoint tithes and offerings, just mark it so that we make sure that it gets to Crosspoint. And um, you can drop that in the basket, and then you can either go to that table over there or this table over here, grab your communion elements, and then go back to your tables and pray together, pray for each other, pray with each other, and take communion together as a family. Amen? The tables are open.
Lord. So uh, that's everything, guys. All right. Oh, hey, guys. What's up? There's a lot more of you out here than I remember. Good morning. Good morning. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Give me a second here. I got to get comfortable. We only got one mic. Trying to figure this out. Good morning. My name's Rodney. I'm Rodney. It's it's nice to meet you all. He's my partner in crime. Yeah. I just just got here a few months ago, actually. I'm new. I'm new. He's a new guy. He's a new guy in, in this uh, That's right. ensemble. So uh, we got a we got a topic for you, for you here tonight. You ready? It's it is change, 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 change. That's right. You know, throughout the years, we've uh, we've gone through a lot of change. Did you, did you know that? We've gone through a lot of people, a lot of different puppets, a lot of different puppets, a lot of puppets. Uh, my name's Rodney. This is Mr. Puppet. Yeah. Uh, we got, we got that. Yeah, right, right. So when we started out here, we, we had this puppet uh, called Mr. Man. He was he, – and, and Mr. Owl. Mr. Mr. Man oh, Mr. and Mr. Man, Owl. Mr. Owl. Mr. Man was quite a character. That's right. Man. He lost an eye he did. halfway through. I'll, I'll, I'll get him out in a sec. Uh, but, but first I'll introduce to you Mr. Owl. Hello, uh, Mr. Owl. Uh, I was – I helped out a little bit when he wasn't here, Mr. Puppet and uh, Rodney. Mr. Man was the place for Rodney. I was for Mr. Puppet. Uh, uh, good morning. Good morning, everybody. I'm Mr. Man. It's pleased to meet you. You know, we made that eye patch. We did. Uh, yeah, we, uh, Mr. Puppet made me the eye patch. I don't know if you guys know, but I lost, I lost the uh, the eye. It, it's pretty terrifying. Oh, don't flip it up. Oh, put that back down. Oh no. I'm so sorry. It, I know it's gross. I lost it. Is it. Gross. Oh. That's my bad. Uh, yeah, go. And then, uh, oh yeah, we did have one other guy, uh, Mr. Moon. You guys remember Mr. Moon? Mr. Moon was played by Bryce Warren. Uh, he was he was a guest star um, for one skit. Uh, one, one only skit, just one. One skit. He was a great guy. We we really appreciated Bryce. It was a it was an amazing skit. I don't know how you guys will remember him. I don't actually remember anything about it. Boy, you don't? I uh, no, I just remember that Bryce was there, so that that was good. Anyways, well, let's get back on uh, let's get back on topic. Yeah? Change. Change. What change. Is change. Can you guys tell us a little bit about change? Someone from the audience. The audience, maybe. Change can be hard. That's right. Very hard. Very hard indeed. Any examples of change? Feel free to yell out. You. Don't all go at once. Come on, guys. Quarters. quarters. That is definitely some change. Have you seen the new quarters nowadays? The 2022 quarters are so different. They're so shiny. You know, quarters can change a lot. You know, they get dirty, and then they look brown, and... uh yeah, I, I guess. Uh, anyone else? You. Right there. I'm looking right at you. <laughs> did, did I point to an alleyway? I genuinely cannot see anything. No. I can see nothing as well. Well, 
Well, change comes in uh, many ways. Uh, spoiled milk. A spoiled milk. Uh, you know, the seasons. Seasons change. Purification by fire. I mean, we already mentioned quarters, though. Well, I think one other good example of change. I don't, guys. We're usually pretty good at this metaphor thing. It helps the kids a lot, but you're a different audience. You know, I'm kind of nervous. We're trying to, uh, you know, do do something a little different. We're trying to adapt, you know, for the adults. I don't know. It's a it's a change. It's a very big change. Yeah, that's a good example. I didn't think about that one until just now. Yeah. Well, we think we think one of the big changes. Uh, you know, a good metaphor would be a, bu- a butterfly, you know? Oh, I love butterfly. You know, I think maybe Jesus is a little bit like a butterfly. Yes, he changes. He did. He did. You know, he, he started He started off as a baby, and, and he turned into a big smelly carpenter. He's a man. Smelly? Well, probably. I don't know. I think I want to stick with the butterfly metaphor. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. I, you know, they turned into a big, fluffy... Butterfly. They can fly. Fly. They can fly away. Flying away now. Fly away to cross point, maybe. I'm flying away to cross point now. And it's all part of God's plan, guys. I'm getting higher up now. Miss, Mr. Puppet, you know if you show if you show your face, you can never go back. It's okay. Mr. You're flying, Mr. Puppet. No. <laughs> Mr. Puppet. Oh, no. Guys. All right. Well, I guess I'll see you next week at Cross Point Free Methodist. It'll be a big change. Wow. Wow, Mr. Puppet and Rodney, thank you. All right, kids, kids, you are dismissed to go run upstairs to Kids Quest and have a blast up there. We'll see you in a little bit. We're going to be starting a new series this morning um, called The Ways of the Wise. And if you have your Bibles, please turn with me to Proverbs chapter 1. And we're going to be going through uh, some, some of the truths and some of the wisdom that God has for us in, uh, in the book of Proverbs. And so as we, as we kind of walk through this, uh, this transition for us as both of our congregations and change, that there are, there are things that we need to ask for guidance. We need God's wisdom. We need his direction. And so I think that there's probably no better place to turn to than the book of Proverbs, which is one of the, one of the wisdom literature uh, books in the, the canon of Scripture. And so this morning in, in Proverbs chapter 1, we're going to be reading verses 1 through 7. 
the title of the message this morning is Wise People Know God. And so over the next six weeks, we'll be talking about what do wise people look like and what kinds of things do they do and, and how do they live. And we will talk about how the scriptures and God's wisdom apply to almost every, not almost, to every area of our lives. So let's start here in Proverbs chapter 1. It says this, These are the Proverbs of Solomon, David's son, the king of Israel. Their purpose is to teach people wisdom and discipline, to help them understand the insights of the wise. Their purpose is to teach people to live disciplined and successful lives, to help them do what is right, just, and fair. These Proverbs will give insight to the simple, knowledge, and discernment to the young. Let the wise listen to these Proverbs and become even wiser. Bit my tongue, sorry, excuse me. Let them become even wiser. Let those with understanding receive guidance. And they receive guidance by exploring the meaning in these proverbs and parables, the words of the wise and their riddles. And then verse 7. Fear of the Lord is the foundation of true knowledge. But fools despise wisdom and discipline. Heavenly Father, we ask that you would come and speak to us today, that you would speak through your word. Father, help us to walk in the ways of the wise. Lord, let us not be foolish, but let us seek your word and seek the truth of your word in every area of our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. So this, this opening section of the book of Proverbs is kind of like the opening section of the Constitution of the United States. It's the section known as the what? The preamble, right? So this so opening portion of Psalms is the preamble to the book of Psalms, and it builds the foundation. Proverbs, thank you. It builds the foundation and sets the, the table for the rest of what happens in the remaining 31 chapters. And, and you know, for many of us, we have read the book of Proverbs, maybe some of us multiple times, dozens of times. It's that one book that it has 31 chapters and most months have 31 days. And so some people will read a chapter of the book of Proverbs according to what day of the week it is, right? So on the first day of the month, you can read Proverbs 1 all the way through. And, and some people have read through the book of Proverbs dozens, if not hundreds of times. And, and so this opening section is the, the foundation of what is this book about? Why is it important? And, and Solomon lays it all out to say this book, if you will make it the foundation of your life, everything else will will fall into place and and so i don't know has any of you any of us here this morning been involved in a in a building project where you had to build a new structure let me see your hands right where did you start did you start with the the roof did you start with the furniture 
I mean, maybe you dreamed about the furniture, right? Where did you start? You started with the foundation, right? We, we have, uh, I call it a shed. It's not really a shed. It's a barn. It's a, a monstrosity in our backyard. And it was so frustrating at the, pro- at the beginning of the project because we had to hire a guy to come in with a bobcat and prepare the ground and lay stone and then pour a foundation and I thought, well, once the foundation is, you know, poured, then the next day, right, as soon as it's kind of dry, we can get started. And that's not the case. You had to wait for it to, to set and to cure. And, and, you know, every day I would look out in my backyard at this pad of concrete, and I'm like, can we get started today? Can we start today? Nope, can't start today. We had to wait. And, and there, once the foundation was solid, then the structure could get built. And that's the same thing with this, that the, the book of Proverbs and, and what we'll be walking through is, is setting us up for a solid foundation for our lives. There's a, a show that uh, we've talked about at LifeQuest uh, a couple of times. If you're a Star Wars fan, there is a show called The Mandalorian. And it's a show about uh, the, the Star Wars universe, and there's a, a group of people that are in the Star Wars universe, that are part of this uh, religious order, I guess you would call them, and they are, they are set apart from the rest of the Star Wars universe by a strict way of living. And, and every so often they will talk about, well, this is how things are done. This is, this is the way that we live our lives. This is the way that we follow our traditions and, and when they have said something that is, is affirming of their belief system, they all will say this one phrase. They will say, this is the way, right? You, you do something right, and they say, yes, this is the way. You do something wrong, this is the way. That, that, that's not how we're going to live. We're going to live according to our principles. And, and so for us this morning... Um, we have more than just this fun science fiction way. We have the way, right? Jesus said that I am the way and the truth and the life. And so the, the, the book of Proverbs is all about that way of wisdom. And, and so as we unpack the, this preamble, it's meant to instruct. It's meant to counsel. It's meant to give guidance. And, and so... Who can receive guidance from this book? Everyone, right? And not just if you're young or not just if you are in the, in, we call our older, uh, our, our silver foxes here at LifeQuest, the Zoomers, um, because they're still Zooming through life. They're not slowing down. They are, they are still going. And, and so the book of Proverbs is for Zoomers, whether you're 55 plus or whether you are parents of young kids or you're in high school and college and, and even younger even for our our little monkeys that are upstairs uh learning about the lord the book of proverbs has something for all of us what's interesting is in in verse seven it says this uh, jake put verse seven up for us please it says that fools despise wisdom and discipline 
They despise it. And so what's interesting is that Solomon starts right out from the beginning. If you're a fool, this book isn't going to help you. Right? That you have to be willing to invite God's wisdom into your life. And so for us this morning, my, my prayer for all of us uh, that was that we recognize this book was not written for fools. It was written for the wise so that we can become more wise and, and so that we can receive and we can uh, learn about what does it mean to follow his way for our life. And so what are wise people like? What, what are some characteristics of, of someone who's wise? Help me out. Willing to learn? Yeah? How, what else? They have knowledge, right? Well, and and there's, there's a difference between information and knowledge, right? You can know a lot of facts and still be a fool. Fear of the Lord. Yeah. Thoughtful decisions. Yeah. Listening, slow to anger, so, yeah, slow to anger, so to speak, right? Yeah, sometimes that's the wisest move. Keep your mouth shut, right? I think wise people are open, wise people are humble, wise people are receptive. I think all of those things that you said are, are definitely those, those things. But the, a fool is the opposite of that, right? Fools don't listen. Fools don't learn. Fools don't want to be disciplined. Fools don't want uh, to be patient or humble. Foolish people are proud or arrogant or closed-minded or immature, and they can't receive wise counsel. And so this, uh, this book is the foundation for us. And so as Christians, as we read Proverbs, as we uh, dig into the, the, the wisdom of Solomon and, and some of the other people who contributed to the book of Proverbs, as Christians, we have to allow his wisdom to impact our, our thoughts, to impact our choices, to impact our attitudes. And Solomon says that it was written in, in verse 3, it says that Proverbs was, were written to instruct people in righteousness, justice, and equity, or in fairness. That, that as we apply the Proverbs and the wisdom of God to our lives, it means it will change the way that we treat other people. It will change the way that we view other people. And that's hard, right? Because sometimes we see other people's choices and we want to make a judgment call about their motives or about the choices that they've made. And, and a wise person says, okay, God, let me take a step back. What's really going on here? What's going on in that person? What's going on in their heart? Before I make the judgment call, Lord, how do you see them? And we have a responsibility as we are open and humble and, and, and receptive that, that we're also walking in righteousness and in justice in the way that we treat other people, the way that we expect other people to treat us. Um, Jessica is going to be on jury duty um, in a, a couple of weeks, and she's going to have an opportunity to see what is hopefully our justice system operating as it should. Um, 
and, and people want to experience fairness in that. And unfortunately, sometimes they don't get it. Right? And that's, that's, that's part of the brokenness in our world. Yeah. Will's got jury duty too? Talk afterwards. Talk afterwards. That's all right. So, so when we think about walking in wisdom, it means that we are that we choose righteousness, that we choose humility, and and this is the way of a person of God. This is the way of a Christian. We are called to be righteous. We are called to be just. We are called to be fair in in our dealings with other people. And so that's that's part of what he's talking about here in this opening salvo of, of the book of Proverbs. And um, as followers of God, we can't show partiality. We can't play favorites. And then the last thing in verse 7 that Jessica mentioned, that the, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. It's the beginning. And so, so what does that mean? To be, to be, uh, are we to be afraid of God, or that that word is is more of a, ref, a reference, not of fear, like I'm afraid of of being smacked, but it is a sense of awe and reverence and respect, right? What one of our favorite family movies is uh, Evan Almighty, where where Evan Baxter um, is met by uh, Morgan Freeman, who's playing the character of God in the story, and he's telling. Evan, I need you to build another ark. And there's a, a moment um, where Evan is trying to run from God. And, and so he's running from the house, and he gets in his car, and he drives away. And everywhere he looks, Morgan Freeman shows up. And, and he looks as he's driving. He thinks he's escaped God. He thinks he's gotten away. And he looks in his rearview mirror, and Morgan Freeman is sitting in the back seat. And Evan freaks out, right? There's this moment of just anxiety, and he, and he screams in panic and terror. And I'll never forget when I saw Evan Almighty in the movie theater. Um, you know, there are all of these funny moments, and, and things happen because it's Steve Carell, and he's funny, and, and the audience is laughing. But in this moment... As Evan is screaming in panic because this guy has miraculously materialized in his back seat, Morgan Freeman says this verse from Proverbs 7. As Evan is screaming, he says, it's okay. It's the beginning of wisdom. And I was watching it in the movie theaters with Pastor Jamie Hinman, and we both turned to each other. Morgan Freeman just quoted Proverbs, and we're laughing no one else in the theater was laughing, right? Because most people who are there don't—they're—they're not—they're not in the word. They're not receiving the wisdom of the wise, and and it was like, man, I was like, that's one of my favorite movie moments of all time, of Morgan Freeman saying, "Fear the Lord, it's the beginning of wisdom." And so for us this morning. Um, if we want to walk in wisdom, the first step in wisdom and walking as, as people of the way is that same realization that Evan Baxter had 
is that if I want to be wise, I need to know the one who is wise. And that we can't be wise. We can, we can try, right? We can have a lot of knowledge. We can have a lot of information. And we can be really smart people with, with degrees and doctorates and certificates and all of those things. And still be fools because we don't have relationship with the one who is wise. So this morning, let's take a moment to say, Lord, I want to know you. Because knowing you will make me wise. Knowing you will help guide my choices and my decisions and my thoughts and my actions. And Lord, we don't want to be fools. So this morning, Father, we come to you. And we thank you that you have provided a way, the way of wisdom, the way of salvation, the way of truth and life through your son, Jesus Christ, who is the way. So, Lord, we're not coming here this morning to, to learn principles. We are coming here this morning to walk in relationship with the one who is truth and is the way and is the life. So, Lord, this morning I pray that you would help each of us to make a a new choice to invite you to guide us, to lead us, to speak to us. Lord, help us to lay a foundation of faith and wisdom and trust as our two congregations step out literally into the new frontier, Lord, that we would start on a solid foundation of it's all about you. And though we're two church families that meet in one place, and we're better together because of you, because you are our foundation. And though wherever you're leading Cross Point and Life Quest in this next season of life, Lord, we want to walk in the fear of the Lord. We want to walk in wisdom and in trust and to be people of your way. In Jesus' name, amen. Blessings. Thank you so much. Uh, we close every Sunday at Life Quest with uh, uh, the blessing from from Judges. And so, Jake, if you'll put the blessing up for me, please. May the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show you his favor and give you his peace. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Well, if you are able to stick around, I know that there's more uh, refreshments and I think there's still coffee left. Feel free to grab something to drink. Uh, We have to pack up all of our stuff. Um, Joe, where is the trailer in the front? Um, So we've got two wagons in the kitchen that need to get unstacked so that we can pack up everything um, and get things moved into the trailer. If you're able and have time to stick around and help us, whether you're LifeQuest or Crosspoint, it shouldn't take too long. And If you are a LifeQuest person who owns keys to cabinets or buildings, please turn those keys in today. And I think that's it.
What's that? No, no, no. If you have gate keys, keep your gate key. We're not giving up the gate. Yeah. All right. Blessings. Thanks.